welcome to Thursday. Welcome to 90 Days of Melanated Away. I'm your host, Linda Entwee. How y'all doing? Woo, it's been a doozy of a week. I don't know about y'all, but my energy's been all crazy. I've just been a mess. I've been a mess. I don't know what time is what time, but just to be fair, you guys, I'm a little, you know, like north, south, east, west, Pacific Standard Time, Eastern Standard Time. Then I got to think of like Guinean time and just... So, you know, sometimes I just don't know. And then in the midst of this pandemic, you know, it's just one long day, really. So welcome to the show. Happy Thursday. Uh, let's do some housekeeping as per usual. Uh, la, la, la. Where do I want to start today? Where do I want to start today? I am going to start with reminding you guys that we're doing a block party next week. Uh, Thursday, the 22nd, be there or be square. It's going to be virtual. Uh, bring your adult beverages, bring your absolute favorite dish. We'll talk about a couple of them and uh, we'll have some surprise guests. So it's going to be a fun time. We're celebrating one year of the Melanated Way. I want to also shout out my Patreon subscribers that help make this show possible. Uh, Olivia, Vanessa, Trisha, Sandra, Carol, Trina, Danielle, Rebecca, Marianne, Chandra, Julie, Julie, Judy. Uh, Beth, Nia, hey, Raydella, I see you in the live chat. Hey, girl, hey. Linda, Brianna, oh, I miss you, Brianna. Crystal, Nicole, Amanda, Jaleesa, and Donna over at Anchor FM. What up, Stevie? Also, y'all, um, support the show. That's it, that's all. Support the show. Uh, you see scrolling at the bottom of your screen, there's many ways to support. Uh, we're on Patreon. If you're watching from YouTube, Super Chats, Super Stickers, and all that Cash App, Venmo, PayPal stuff is all scrolling at the bottom of your screen. Uh, everything helps. Everything makes the show bigger and better and all of that stuff. What up, live chat? Okay, so there's that. The other housekeeping is, you guys, Darcy and Stacy comes back on Monday night, 10 o'clock. And the 18th, whatever that day is, the new 90-day Caribbean life uh, comes out too. And I'm excited about that because we're going to have some new faces. So more shows, more shows to watch. Anyhow, we made it, you guys. We finally made it to the last episode of The Single Life. And Is This the End is an absolute accurate title because I was like, is this the end, really? Because... Y'all be killing me. Uh, and they start with Big N, which, you know, you guys already know how I feel about this. Like, can we warm up to him? Because it's always so much. And then I'm just like, so he puts me in a mood, y'all. He puts me in a mood. And I just, sometimes you need to switch it up. I don't always have to start. Hey, Juliet. Hey, girl. Hey. We don't always have to start with Ed. That's all I'm saying. We don't always have to start with Ed. And especially knowing you guys that he's going to be on season two of The Single Life. I'm like, where are we already going to go? Because we've seen the whole thing play out. So, like, now we're going to get a bunch of new young girls for him to date. Like, anyhow, two months with Liz. He says he's never loved anyone as much as he has loved Liz. So you, you were married and had a kid, so you didn't love your wife as much as you love Liz, who you've been dating for two months. Hmm, that, that sounds crazy to me. And then I swear, and I didn't go back to check, but I have a pretty good memory. I swear that he said the exact same thing about Rose. So I'm having a hard time believing it because, you know, we just throwing out the love word 
here, there, and everywhere. Kind of doesn't make sense to me. But he feels like they're back on track. And he feels like, uh, here's what happened, you guys. Here's what happened. I finally, I want to call it an epiphany, but it's really not an epiphany. It's just a realization. I found out what exactly it is that bothers me about him. He's super duper needy. Like needy as in you can't have your own life because he needs you to be up under him 24 seven. And I personally can't stand that. And I think that that's what, that's what it is. Like Liz is not his mom. You know what I mean? And she's, 100% younger than him. So she's in a different place. So she's going to want to do the things that she wants to do. But Ed is worried that he's not a priority. He's talking to his mom, how he doesn't feel like he's a priority. Her first priority is her daughter, which she's a single mom. So absolutely the daughter is the number one priority. Are you, are you taking care of the kid and paying for the kid and bringing the kid to school and buying her clothes and buying her food and keeping a roof over her head. Cause I don't think you are Ed. So yeah, that's, that's her first priority. Oh, and what her second priority is her job because her job affords her the ability to take care of her number one priority, which is her child. Oh, okay. And then because you've only been dating for two months, her friends and social life are her third priority. And plus y'all haven't even been getting along. You broke up and got back together, broke up and got back together all in the span of two months. So yeah, I see why you're number four. And I personally don't think there's a problem with that. You work your way up the ladder. It's been two months. Her kid is her kid and her job is her job. And if this doesn't work out and she's only prioritized you only period, you're not her husband. I mean, and you haven't been dating for like two years. I, I That's what it is, you guys. I finally realized, I was like, oh, he's super needy. Like super needy, which totally makes sense. You guys, it totally makes sense. His whole shebang right? The neediness, the controlling behavior, the moving real quick, all of that stuff. And it was all because I personally think he's super insecure. I think that that's what it is. I think that's what it is. And that's why he moves so fast. Like, I, I guess it was an epiphany. I had an epiphany today about, about Ed, y'all. That's it. That's all. So um, he goes to pick her up because they're, they're having a date. And you know, she's struggling with the age gap. She just wants to be happy. She has a bit of commitment issues, which, you know, she should. She's like in her 20s and she's been married and divorced twice now. So yeah, she's going to take her time and she's going to try to figure it out. And she wants to be happy, but she also doesn't want to be rushed, which is surprising to me what ends up happening in this episode. So they get to the rest, they get to the car. Let's talk about the car ride too. So they get to the car. First time I'm seeing him wear a seatbelt. And I had a conversation with someone, I think it was on YouTube about him not wearing a seatbelt and the whole shebang of it. He was finally wearing a seatbelt, which I think is important. Um, but, you know, Ed has to fill every moment with noise. And when I say noise, I mean something coming out of his mouth. And if it's quiet, then all of a sudden he thinks that there's a fight happening. No, we can just sit and have 30 seconds of silence. That's okay. I don't need you to gabber, 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 gabber about every little thing. Look at the mountains. Look at the trees. Look at the air. Look at my seatbelt. Look at your hair. Look at the road. Like, just if you don't have something that is worth saying, you don't always have to fill every five seconds. Hey, TG. Hey, girl. Hey. With nonsense. So, 
he thinks they're going to have a fight. She just ignores him. They get to the, the restaurant and they do this toast. Okay. And the toast irritated me to my core. The toast was, here's to you looking at me, looking at you. Not here's to me looking at you, look at me. Do you see how it always has to be about him? Are you, are you following me, you guys? It's too much. <sighs> yes, Julia, Ed is constantly trying to get affirmation. He's super needy, super needy. Like too needy for a grown ass man. He's like 55, 56 now, going on 57. And you're this insecure about your life? What are you even doing all these years? Bizarre. So anyways, um, he does the toast and then he, you know, he's not going to be able to keep it inside for very long, y'all. He's going to want to have that conversation. So he has the conversation about how he has separation anxiety um, and he wants to know if he, he's a priority in his, her life and talks about where he feels he falls in the prior priorities in her life. Um, and he wants a commitment from her. She's already given him a commitment. She's dating him. She said, yeah, I'll be your girlfriend. Like, what more of a commitment do you need? And, she, you know, she's like, surprised me. She surprised me because I guess she's getting used to the way Big Ed is because she's like, you know, I feel lost when I don't speak to you. And, you know, I miss our good morning and good night and how your day were texts and all of that stuff. And then she said that she loved him. I was like, did I miss something in this relationship? Did, did I miss something? You just barely spent any time with him because you just said that you had commitment issues and you were having some problems with the age thing. It's confusing to me, but okay. She loves him and they're gonna reset for the 10th time in their two month relationship, reset and start again. <laughs> oh god you guys this is so ridiculous so then they have a beach day and the beach day I don't, did you all know that it was saw that it was like super foggy it looked cold as hell and you know good on ed for getting his marketing they had the big ed um travel mugs they had the big ed shirts on but you know production did the dirty and like blurred out the logos, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, God. So they have this beach day. He bought her a swimsuit. Does that sound familiar to you guys at all? Because the first thing that popped in my mind was, oh, so you, what's the word I'm looking for? You like smooth your women the exact same way. I bet you guys he's one of those guys that takes his woman to the same place that he's taken every single other woman. Cause if you don't remember, he was on the beach in the Philippines with Rose and the bathing suit that he bought her and forced her to wear. So he bought her the bathing suit. They're going in the water as if it was a hot, and it's hot right now, but that was not a hot ass day. It's like a cloudy, foggy day. Go in the water and she throws them around and they, you know, frolic in the water. 
and then they come out and then we find out that she's been spending four to five nights. So there's seven days in a week, right? Unless something has changed because you guys know I'm not good with all the days and stuff, right? So if there's seven days in a week and he's spending or she's spending four to five nights at his place, who's taking care of her kids since she's a single parent? Is the kid staying at the baby daddy house so you can date Big Ed? Like, Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess. I guess if that works, if that works. Okay. So they're sitting, they're talking. He's needing constant reassurance from her. All of this stuff. Hey, Susan. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, Susan's like, I wondered that as well. Yeah. Who's taking care of your child? That is your number one priority when you're you know, up under Big Ed because he needs constant reassurance that you want to be with him, that you love him, and that you're he's a priority, and that you want to be with him forever. Dude, it's been two months. Just oh, but wait, there's more. <sighs> but wait, there's more. He has decided that he can't live without her, you guys. She's the one, the forever one. So he asked her to move in. Now she's like, ooh, whoa, you're moving so fast. You need to slow down. And he says, you know, I can't live with, no, he says, you can't live without me. You like me so much. You should move in with me. Not the other way around because it is always about him, you guys. So he says, you lift my world up. I want to be with you. Let's make it work and let's be together forever. Now, given everything that I just said, given everything that I just said, you guys, let me just see if I made a question because I'm really just, should Liz move in with Ed? Given everything I just said, so let me just break it down. Josie said, apparently her kid pushed her to go on a date with Ed. Kid is a fan of the show and saw him on TV. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, so they've been dating for two months. They've had probably in the, those two months at least half a dozen fights. Uh, she left him in Vegas. And uh, they had another fight, got back together. And then she kind of ghosted him for a little bit because she's having some issues. And then um, they've been together for two months and she's a single mom. She has, you know, a preteen daughter and uh, she's gonna move in with him. Raydella says, nope, nope, nope. That's a hard nope. And Josie says, yikes, on so many levels. And Juliet says, Liz should absolutely not move in with Ed. It makes no sense for her to date him, let alone move in with him. Let me tell you something, you guys. As a single mother, not me, I'm just saying in general. If I was a single mother, 
there's no way I'm uprooting my child's life and moving in with a dude that I've already had a bunch of problems with and have only dated for two months. And in the back of my mind, I'm having doubts. And you know, that gut feeling, which is, you know, your instinct, your gut is like, mm, something's off here. There's no way I'm uprooting my life and moving in with Mr. Needy McNeedy. Like that doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me, but hey, you know, love is blind, I suppose. Love is blind, I suppose. But you know, I know a lot of you've already seen the tell-all, so it can't be that blind. All right, moving on to Brittany. Oh, Brittany. Um, I'm gonna do a disclaimer real quick again, as usual. So my disclaimer is this, uh, you know, I ride for Brittany. I think that she um, owns who she is as a person and she uh, is working on herself as a person. So that being said, I really feel like production did her dirty on this episode. And this is not the only episode that they did her dirty. They just do her dirty. Like if you're, her face is all shiny, you can't say, okay, before we keep filming, let's just get a little shine off your face. Her hair's looking all messed up. Can't someone say like, your hair's looking a little messed up. Let's fix that. Why y'all, while you do her dirty like that, I don't understand. No other cast member I see you do that to. It's a little, all right, that being said, she uh, ghosted Terrence for the second time. He's agreed to meet her for lunch. Uh, she wants to really show him that she cares about him and that all of this ghosting and stuff is really about her and her having to heal through some of the things that she's going through and her previous relationships that you know broke her. Now, good on her for like recognizing that and finally wanting to deal with it and do better and be better, right? Good on her for that. But here's the thing. I give all the props to Terrence. The more he opened his mouth, the more I was like, oh, I like this guy. Because you know what, you guys, he communicates. He uses his words and communicates and says, these are my needs. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Asks her the appropriate questions like, why did you do this? Why are you being this way? And he keeps the conversation flowing and he says, well, I don't like that. I can give you this one more chance, but I'm gonna tell you that you do it again and I can't be with you. Bravo, Terrence. So he sits down and you know he even debated whether he was gonna show up, fair enough, cause you know, you have every right. Um, but she's, you know, she's dealing with some insecurities and she's, dealing with the fact that she has to allow herself to be vulnerable in a relationship. Um, Miss Elite says, it's a little sus the mistreatment on Brittany. Didn't she also claim bad editing on the other franchise? I'm just saying, you guys, I, I seen her look a lot of different ways and, and you know production, and if you do know production, usually they're like, oh wait, you're a little shiny, like right now, on this side, my nose is a little shiny, right? So if this was like a huge production, they'd be like, okay, hold on. And it wasn't live. Hold on, let's just shine her up a little bit. Your hair's out of place. Let's just, you know, do that real quick. Especially for the testimonials where she's not out and about. She's sitting right in front of you with all the lights and shenanigans. So, you know, Master of Blackjack said, I wonder if Terrence got paid $200 an episode or he's doing it for free. He definitely got paid. He definitely got paid. 
Um, and so, yeah, he forgives her. He forgives her because, you know, he, he likes her and he was willing to give her another chance. They go back to his Airbnb. They get jiggy with it. Okay. Wake up in the morning and, you know, he has questions, you guys. And I don't know if I made a banner for it. Let me check. But <laughs> I didn't. I asked a different question. I want to know from you guys, my single people out there, how many chances do you give someone when you're newly dating? So if you're newly dating someone and they kind of are like messing up a little bit or doing some things that you don't like, or perhaps they even ghosted you, how many chances do you give them before you move on? I know what my answer is. Um, but I want to know what you guys normally do because maybe I'm doing something wrong. So how many chances do you give someone when you're newly dating them and, you know, something comes up and it's kind of like, ugh, to you. And while you guys work on your answers, um, they have sex. And the next day, Taryn wants to know, Terrence wants like a performance evaluation, which I thought was hilarious. So uh, how was it? Did I do a good job? Yes, Terrence, you did okay. You get an 8.5. You guys are lucky that I didn't bring my microphone with me today because the microphone, that would have been a song right there. Um, so I don't know, you guys, like, I think that's a little bit of a weird question, especially it's like the first time you guys were intimate. It's weird, right? But. I also do think that it's important to communicate your needs um, when you're being intimate with someone and the things that you like so that it can get better and better and better and better and that you can you know, please each other. However, I don't think that that has to be the first question after the first time, but that's just me. Um, so you guys are answering the questions. Hey, Crystal, hey girl, hey. Uh, Faith says one time and one time only. Crystal says one time, one time only. Susan says one time and one time only. TG says the Jesus answer or the hell nah, bro answer. That's funny. Yeah. So listen, if we just met, for me, there are levels. If we just met and let's say uh, level one, which is like, okay, down here, let's say, you were supposed to text me or you said you were going to text me on Monday and you don't text on Monday, but you text me on Wednesday. That for me, I'll be like, okay, we get busy. We, you know, we sometimes get busy. But if you go, if we've been communicating and even if we've gone on a date and you ghost me, you get that one, like, bye-bye. That's it for me. If you've ghosted me, then you've, you know, go ahead and go to the haunted house because this house is not available to you anymore. <laughs> Juliet says, should be one, but I've been known to give several chances. Yeah. I mean, and you know what, Juliet, you're probably not single anymore. Those of us that give one chances, I bet you if we all, you know, united, we'd probably say we're all single, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I just feel like you start the relationship 
how you want to be in a relationship. And if you're just like, you know, okie dokie with it, then you're accepting the behavior. And then if you accept the behavior, you can't then be mad later down the road when they started that way. You see what I'm saying? If they started ghosting you and three months later they ghost you and you've already accepted them back the first and second time, you can't be mad the third and fourth and fifth time because you clearly are okay with it. Don't know. Danielle and Robert Hart. And I have a question for those of you, three strikes, three strikes and you're out, you're out of here. Um, I love Daniel and Robert together, I really do. And you guys have, that have moved ahead, do we find out, like you guys can spoil it for me because I haven't seen the tell-all yet. Um, do they make it? Are they together? Are they an item? Because I haven't seen anything on social media. I know some of the sleuths are in the live chat. If you guys know, let me know. Um, but I want to know, are they together? Because I hope so. They're a really good match. So here's the thing with Danielle and Robert. We come back to her crying, right? Because she's about to tell Robert something that she had no business telling him, right? There was It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary for her to be doing all this. So she tells him that her ex-husband had said some things about her, which has held her back from dating. She's crying again. She's crying. She's crying on the side. And then when she does her to camera, she's crying to camera still. Clearly not over it, you guys. Clearly it hurt her. I, I understand that. I, I'm trying to be empathetic. And she's like, you know, I'm crying saying that she doesn't really want to talk about her divorce. Well, if you just talked about the divorce specifically, I totally get that. But all the other stuff that mom had said, saying that, you know, the smelly stuff and all of that stuff, I personally think that you didn't have to tell him that. And you guys know that I've said this before. If, 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 you, if that indeed was true and you fixed that issue and you've moved on, then you've moved on behind it. There's no need to keep bringing up the thing that just blew my mind, you guys. It blew my, like I literally had to pause it, gather my thoughts and then continue watching it because it royally pissed me off. And I'm gonna tell you what it was. So, after she tells him about the smelly sex thing, she says she just now started to face it. Really? This thing that Muhammad said seven years ago, today in 2020, today is when you're facing it. Seven years later, you're now just facing it. So you've been holding on to what he said about you for seven years. Why? Why? See, I'm already getting mad again. I don't understand. I don't understand. I understand words are powerful. Don't get me wrong. And I understand that if you're already, like she said, dealing with self-esteem issues, how someone can break you. I understand that. But, but, but for seven years is too long. And if you couldn't work through it yourself, you absolutely should have gone and seen someone. Absolutely, seven years is too long to hold on to some emotional baggage 
and let it cripple your life and let it allow you to be alone and not date and clearly upset. It's, it's too long. It's too long. <sighs> Made me mad, y'all. Now just starting to face it. It's just, and, and the thing is, she's facing it, but you know what? She's not past it, y'all. She's not past it. That's the scary part. Because if it can literally make you that emotional still to this day, you haven't healed yourself, and that's the part I'm worried about. So uh, I'm wondering. But guess what? Robert is amazing. He's so understanding. He said, I absolutely understand. He has self-esteem issues himself. And he even said that he had, like, a similar issue. And I wasn't sure if he meant, like, he had a similar issue, like, her same issue, or if he meant he had self-esteem issues as well. Either way, he the way he handled it and treated her was amazing, y'all. I was so... I was so impressed with them because you know what? Being vulnerable and communicating and, and allowing someone to be vulnerable and not judging them is an amazing quality. And so I know this part got lost in translation. He's like, you know, I'm a slow person too, but he didn't mean he like he's like slow. He meant like he takes his time in relationships, but just the way he said it, I was like, oh, that's a, okay. Um, so they're going to take their time and get to know each other, which I think is beautiful. And I think that he put her at ease and he helped her with her insecurities and he made her feel like cared about in that moment. And I just think that that's a wonderful thing. Um, and then he had some words of wisdom. He said, no baggage that can, there's no baggage that can stop a good relationship. And I think that that is true. If you really want to be with someone and they have baggage and you have baggage, but you're healed from them, right? Because I told you two broken people can't make a whole relationship, but we all have baggage. But if you can bring your baggage and that person accepts your baggage and welcomes it and helps you unpack it, then that's your person. And that's hard to find, right? That's hard to find. So when someone is embracing you like that, and especially on the second date, you're having a breakdown, you're over there in the corner crying and you're crying over here and you're crying over there. You know, if he just embraces you, that that's a good thing. So the, he walks her to the car, opens her door like a gentleman, and then he goes in for the kiss. And I was like, oh, Robert's got the moves. Cause you, do you see that he just did it in all one swoop? Like he opened the door, he like kind of helped her in the car, flipped over, gave her a pack. And Danielle got all flustered. She's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm sorry, I can't believe I was like, oh, she was like so giddy, like a little girl, like a school girl. It was like so, it was adorable because you know what? We all want love and we all want to feel like someone wants to be with us and thinks that we're attractive. And, you know, it's been some time that she's, ever been kissed and so it was just really sweet you guys and i really was like happy for her in the moment so she's all flustered and she's like doing that nervous giddy laughing in the car and then she said it's the best date that she's ever had and he walks her to her door he opens the her her front door for her he gives her a second kiss good night and you guys not only did he give her a second kiss good night, he 
basically asked her out for the third date. And, oh, hey, Lydia. Hey, girl. Hey. Asked her for the third date. And I was like, you know what? See, that's what, that's what we all want. We all want a great date, a planned date, and then the next date. I loved it. I loved everything about it, except for the part where she said that she was still dealing with the Muhammad thing. You need to cut, cut it out, Danielle. Just cut it out. 100% cut it out. Enough is enough already. And move on. And if you feel like you can't move on by yourself, then you should go absolutely and get therapy and work that out. Because it's been over, it's done, and you need to move on. Oh my God, Master of Blackjack, that is so, what? What are you saying, what? Oh, that would be terrible. Oh, so is that what's happening? So they're still dating and we're gonna see more of Robert on season two? Is that what you guys think is gonna happen? Maybe, I need to know. I really want them to work out because she does come with a lot of baggage and he looks like he's willing to kind of deal with it. Um, all right, Molly and Kelly. So Molly's kind of happy that she found out according to looking at this photo online and Kelly's saying, no, that's not my kid. She's relieved that he doesn't have a kid. And, you know, I guess she has to take his word for it. Um, but he wants kids. And he really wants kids, you guys. He re Listen, we're all about to have a debate. Because I know we've had this debate before. We're going to have it again in this, in this little platform here. So they're cleaning the porch. And, you know, Molly says, you know, as we move forward... Will you help with Kingsley? Because she says that she needs help with Kingsley. And will that be enough for you? And he, she asks, you know, do you still need to have kids? Or am I going to be enough with Kingsley and myself? And he says to her that he would really like to have his own kids. He'd really like to have his own kids. He's still going to love on Kingsley and Molly's other daughter, but they have fathers that they can go to and he really wants to have a kid. And I keep saying that because he kept saying the same thing. He really wants to have a kid. And not only does he want to have a kid, he wants Molly to have his kid. He's picked Molly to be the baby mama, okay? So Molly's like, well, what if that can't happen? Would it be good enough? And he says again that he wants kids. So she's like, well, and she kind of was like a little bit squirrely about it. She finally uh, comes out and says that when she was 35, she got her tubes tied and so that they would have to be reversed. And so that's the first Thing she's saying like it, it can't be done right but he's like well you know there's a if there's a will there's a way you know he thinks it can be he can make it happen or they can make it happen and it could be reversed and then she says 
well, that's going to be a lot of money and you don't know if it's going to work. And he's like, well, there are options. Now, here's the part that I'm confused about you guys, okay? Here's the part that I'm confused about. Does Molly just not want kids? Meaning she doesn't want to have any more kids because she did say later on that she doesn't want to dedicate the next 20 years of her life to raising a kid. Or is Molly saying because she had her tubes tied, she doesn't believe that she'll be able to have a kid? Or is she saying that she feels like she's at an age where she's not gonna be able to carry a child. Cause those are all different things. But what I am seeing is that there's an excuse after an excuse after an excuse. And I was conf confused. Either you just don't want kids, period. And that's why you got your tubes tied or you're worried that if you get a reversal and you get his hopes up and it doesn't work, then that's gonna be a problem. Either way, I need to know. I need to know because I think that the more excuses you make, it's making me feel like you actually just don't wanna have a kid. And so when you say, oh, well, I don't know if it will work and it will cost too much money. And then he says, well, there's a circuit and then blah, blah, blah. Just say, listen, I made a decision when what, she was 35? She made a decision when she was 35 and that's it. She doesn't wanna have a kid. So we're gonna have our debate right now. And Susan says, I think she primarily doesn't want to start with a new baby at her age. And Crystal says, she doesn't want a kid. And Molly said, or excuse me, Lydia says, Molly doesn't want any more children. He wants children not going to work. Okay, so do you think if one person wants a baby and the other doesn't, it can still work out in the relationship? And I know that I've asked this question before and it's kind of been 50-50. Some of you guys think it can work out and some of you guys think it can't work out. <clears throat> Master of Blackjack says, she doesn't want a kid. He's pressuring her because he has zero knowledge of biology. No, I don't agree with that whatsoever. I don't agree with that whatsoever. I know Crystal Midwife is in there. I know that Crystal can tell us that you can reverse your tubes being tied, but it's like super difficult. Um, so I don't think that it can work. And I tell you guys all the four things in a relationship that you have to talk about before you get into a serious relationship. Sex, how often you want sex, how important sex is in your relationship, and all of that. Money, how you spend money, how you get money, all of that. Faith and religion, is it important in your life? Do you believe in it? All of that. And fourth and final, children, okay? And I understand you guys, you guys think that there can be a compromise and this and that. I have a hard line. If your partner doesn't want kids and you want kids, it's not gonna work out in the long haul. And you guys have been telling me a bunch of different stuff and, and I respect your opinion, but I'm gonna tell you in the long haul, that person's gonna, the person that wanted a baby is gonna resent you. And 
I'm going to go a step further. They will cheat on you in the future. And that person will have a baby with someone else, period. That's it. Because this guy in this one little 20 minute segment told Molly five to six times that he wants a kid. And even when he left, you almost saw him like go like this is because he was very upset because it was a non-negotiable. He's in his thirties. He waited to have a family, he said. He finally felt he found the one and now to come to find out that she doesn't want to have kids. This is why I always say, you have to have the conversations before you jump into a relationship. So now you guys are all in love and what? You guys are both gonna have hurt feelings because what he's not about to do is just like bounce. They're not gonna break up you guys, but something is gonna, if they continue this relationship, he's 35. By the time he's 45, he's gonna be pissed. He's gonna be pissed and he's gonna want a kid and he's gonna have a kid. Crystal said uh, she can try to get a reversal. There is now IVF and sur the surrogacy, um, which it doesn't sound like she's trying to entertain, which is true. So she she has options. She just sounds to me like she just doesn't want to do it. So I just think that this is going to be drama. And I think that that's why it's important to have the conversations before you dive all the way in and get your feelings hurt. That's it. So uh, he's leaving. He has a really lovely relationship with Kingsley. They both very much care for each other. And, you know, she's making him a grilled cheese. And you guys, you know, I get distracted. I saw the paper plate thing. Y'all, are you guys all eating off of paper plates? Am I the only one that is like, oh, I got dishes to do. Oh, I got dishes to do. I always have dishes to do. I always have dishes to do. Master of Blackjack. Um, but apparently y'all are all eating off paper plates. And I was thinking, cause you know, I really do think about these things and I'm gonna be a little distracted, but okay, so here's the thing. So I was thinking uh, from an environmental standpoint, which is better for the environment? buying all these paper plates and throwing them away. And then I guess you could be recycling them. So that could be a good thing or washing dishes. And then, you know, the water that you're using to wash the dishes. So I'm like, I don't know, potato, potato. Like, I don't know which one's better if, if either are better. I'm just, I don't know. I like to eat off plates, you guys, especially at home. And I made a nice dinner and I spent time cooking it up. I just feel like throwing it on a paper plate is just so lackadaisical. Crystal said, you're in Cali, of course you're thinking of the environment. Actually, the Canadian of me always think, I recycle all my cans go separate, my papers go separate, but that's, that's how it is in Canada. We just separate everything and think about the environment. Y'all, are you hot? Because right now it's what? It's 844. It's super hot. I have my AC on because it's that hot still. And so, you know, global warming is a real thing. <laughs> Master of Blackjack said, it's probably most environmentally friendly to 
eat your kill in the woods. What if you don't eat meat? That's a whole other conversation. Anyways, Kingsley and Kelly, they get along. Um, and I think that that's great because they haven't had that in a while. And so I think that that's great. And then they drive him to the airport. He's all sad. She's all sad. She starts crying. He has a sad face as he leaves. And we don't know. Are they going to make it or are they not going to make it? Last and certainly not least is Colt. I'm just going to go ahead and put up my question for Colt. So you guys can think about it and let me know. So would you get engaged after one month of dating someone? If you thought that that person is the one, and I'll even give you this, you've been friends with them for a couple of years, you know them very well, and then you start dating for a month and then would you marry them? So he's shaking, pulls the ring out. Ring is gorgeous, by the way. You know, you know what Colt can do? Colt can plan a date. He's very, very creative in the date aspect. And he buys a, a nice ring. So ring is gorgeous. He's decided that he's going to propose now because it's now or never. And he walks up to her. He says, are you happy? We have problems, but and nothing will ever be perfect, but I love you a lot, and I can't imagine my life without you in it. I don't know about you, but that's the worst proposal I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, our life sucks. We have problems. It's not going to ever be perfect, but I can't imagine not being perfect and having a sucky life without you. And then he says, want to get married? Okay. Sounds beautiful. She doesn't say anything at all. She doesn't say anything at all. And then he says, will you marry me? And he says, put your finger out. And he pops the ring on. She still hasn't said anything, y'all. But she's wearing the ring. And this is a case of like, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but this is the case of the ring is so beautiful because she kept looking at the ring and looking at him. She hasn't said yet, yes yet, but she's looking at the ring and looking at him and looking at the ring. No yes yet. And then instead of saying yeah, she's like, we have to work through our problems. She doesn't know what to say. Ask him if he's ready to be a husband again, which you know, you guys are all things you guys should have talked about before the ring was on the actual finger, but hey, to each their own. She says she's not sure if she's ready to get married again. And you know, we'll see what happens when we get back home. And she's like, I want to marry you one day, but maybe we can like wait a year or so and see how it works out and how you act and how you are. Okay. So still no yes, but the ring is beautiful and big. And then she mentioned, she's like, it's a beautiful ring and it's prettier than Larissa's and bigger, which I thought was kind of petty, but you know, it was the ring that was blinding her. So she finally says, yes, she says, yes. I will be your fiance. And this is what's funny to me. So then they say that they're not gonna get married anytime soon. Lies, right? Because I put it all together, you guys, and you know, we've known this for some time now, at least my news and gossip people, 
uh, my Patreon subscribers, they've known this. So Vanessa's pregnant. And that's why this not going to get married anytime soon happened as soon as it did. So by the tell-all that we're going to talk about next week, they're already married. Oh, that no time soon. I'm going to wait a year or so. Oh, why did that change? I don't know. Susan says, uh, if you need him well as a friend before dating for the month, then yeah, she'd do it. Uh, Faith says no. Lydia says no. Would I get engaged after one month of dating? I don't know if I would. If it was Drake, I totally would. Drake has a new girlfriend. So I'm a little heartbroken. Maybe that's why I've had turmoil because I thought I was married to him. Cause you know, people just say that they're married even when they're not. I'm totally just joking you guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the show. Y'all tomorrow news and gossip. We are gonna be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. There's too much stuff for, for me to even give you any type of teasers. Just know I did a whole the hunks of 90 day. I did a whole little digital calendar and y'all went crazy. So we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about a bunch of stuff for you guys that aren't part of Bernie's and Gossip. Have an amazing weekend. And I will see you back here on Monday. There's a couple of shows that I have to like integrate, but I'm gonna have to figure it out. But it's gonna be a bunch of me and a bunch of you all the time. Have an amazing weekend. Thank you guys so much for being here. And I will see you soon. Ciao for now.